We are awesome dads, okay husbands, and terrible golfers. We dive into golf, fatherhood, and life. This is the Breakfast Balls Podcast. Nailed it. Welcome to episode 43 of the Breakfast Balls Podcast with your hosts, Mark Budden and Crystal Porta. Today, we've got two very special guests. Actually, one very special guest. Um, and that we got Roger Steele with us today. And then uh, also joining us for, I believe, the fourth time. He's the, just, his name's Nick. He goes by Nick. Um, doesn't do much. Just straight say that shit. Yeah, he might, you may have heard of him in the industry, but is this, he just goes by Nick. He doesn't do much. Yeah. yeah I think... A lot of people call me Queefer. <laughs> hey, you said it's it. It's a new Nick Kiefer, Roger Steele, thanks for coming on, boys. Uh, yeah, so, problem, yeah, man, you're a popular man right now, Roger, so I appreciate you taking the time this, this hey, evening. All of that Instagram shit is kind of fake, dog. Don't, don't fall for that. There's <laughs> still companies out here trying to pay me in gummy bears, so I don't think that's Well, there's certainly gummy bears that I I'll accept. Yeah, I'll I would accept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not even edible. Oh, diabetes. No, thanks. Roger, Nick, Nick, uh, when we first met Nick, he's like, you guys need to get Roger. Actually, we need to play golf with Roger, but then you get, need to get Roger on the podcast. And uh, oh, 42 weeks later. Yeah, we got you. We on finally the podcast. got you on. Yeah. I got like way more followers now than when. <laughs> <laughs> with strategy. You had to, you had to let, let it marinate yeah. for a little bit. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah, it's been a, it's been an awesome year, man. Instagram in the beginning of January of this year, yeah. and we have mini school followers, almost no followers compared to both of you guys. But no. um, watching watching you take off, man, this year has been pretty awesome. And both of you guys were two of the first people we started following on Instagram. And Roger, man, you just the stuff you put out is not only entertaining. The entertainment factors. You know, I think it's second to none, but just the thoughtfulness and the creativeness. And some of your pieces are just like, they hit hard, man. When you're not trying to be purely funny, when you're actually being thoughtful about what you're saying and you want to get a point across, man, those, you know, those videos hit hard, especially this summer, man. We were going through the shit we were going through. Yeah. So yeah. I want to thank you for that. Yeah, man. And I appreciate like the acknowledgement of that. And it's interesting. So like, the reason I kind of got into all of this shit, and I guess it was around the same time Nick was pivoting to, you know, starting some different entrepreneurial stuff, was like when COVID hit, so I got a media company. And so I was doing all of these creative services for these different businesses. And then as soon as COVID hit, all of them like yanked their budgets, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, ah, okay. I was, is, who's, is it kids? I think those are Nick's kids that? in the background. It's <laughs> going crazy. You can hear that? Hold on, yeah. hold on. Let me, I, I, let me I, tell I'll this just, shut up. No, no, bro, you don't have to shut your kids up. No, no, man, don't worry about it. You should no. tell them to go to bed, though. No, it's late. No, no, it's not like an asshole. I, I would. It's 930. This kid should be yeah, sleeping. Yeah, tell your kids to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're taking it out on your wife? Oh, oh goodness, oh, you're going to be in trouble. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. The whole time nope. suffering. You took that out on your wife. Listen, man, my kids are on different schedules, okay? <laughs> you like the most active podcast guest I've ever seen in my life. I do. I'm just so excited. Boy, 
over. I got so many things brewing through my brain right now. All, I can't even... all the yeah. things. <laughs> but uh, but no, so when the pandemic hit, I lost all my clients. And I was like, yo, it's like a good thing because a lot of my clients, they don't pay you enough for you to do everything that you want to do anyway. So yeah. it's, you're trying to be overly creative for pennies on a dollar. So yeah. when they all said that they didn't have any more money, I'm like, yo, you didn't have no money in the first place. <laughs> this is kind of like, this was, this was on the way anyway. And then I took that time to be like, it was, I was, you know, under a lot of restrictions as far as things that I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do, couldn't, couldn't say. But I always thought that I had good ideas and I understood how to communicate with people effectively. And when all of that stuff got yanked away from me, I was just like, yo, why don't I just invest in trying to storytell from my own perspective and just seeing if, the, if that gets any traction. If nothing else, I could put to rest that I know what the fuck I'm talking about if nobody likes it. And so then, you know, there were some things going on in the world that I felt very strongly about that I definitely wanted to utilize, you know, the smaller platform that I had back then to voice. But then, you know, as things started to subside, not saying that things are better, but just, you know, it's like we, we started trying to find more happiness. I definitely leaned into golf to start trying to frame it up from a different perspective and man it's been like crazy how people really resonate with that shit yeah. and then you take a step back and look at that and i'm like yo why haven't people been like approaching golf that way though you know what i mean just like another sport like it's just another sport yeah and it's just all of these things like as you start to sit down and think about your golf experience it's like why do we do things so different in golf than we were doing than i would do in basketball or like that the people do in baseball. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like golf is just, it's a sport. We want to treat it like a sport, but it's like all these weird ass things uh, that we do and conform to in golf that exists anywhere else. And I'm like, yo, if you want to grow the fucking game, like you probably got to make the shit feel more familiar hmm. to do other shit. And so that's all I'm trying to do is just like bridge gaps, just like on the relatability side. And it's working. Yeah, you're going to say, you're doing it. Gummy bears, though. <laughs> You're doing it, that's think, for sure. I think there's a lot of, I think the one thing about golf, though, and there's a lot of non-athletes that play golf, right? People yeah. people our age. Look at Nick. People our age, yeah. you know, if we're still playing if we're still playing hoops or whatever you're doing recreationally, you still have, you're still holding on to your high school glory days or whatever it may be. And you still have right, some right. speck of athleticism yeah. where right. golf is like the everyman sport. And you got these hacks like me and Mark. That just pick up clubs and think we can do it, and we can do it. We'll yeah. do it one day. We can do it. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it. Uh, yeah. So golf is like golf has a much bigger reach than any I think any other sport because it's for every everyone can fucking do it. Yeah. You don't have that reach with everything else. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and I think too the fact that like golf is where everything converges, yo. Like everything yep. in the fucking world. Yeah. In my mind, converges at golf. Right? Yep. So, plays golf, and you need to learn how to golf so you could, you know, have a better work relationship with him. If you were a former basketball, football, baseball, hockey, soccer player, and you' too old to play your primary sport, you're coming right to golf. Absolutely. You know what I mean, politicians. It's just it's the most aspirational sport in the world. You think about these beautiful pieces of real estate that are like perfectly manicured. Yeah. It's like plastic surgery on earth that humans have done to build golf courses and it's like if 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 i could pick one sport for my kid to play and they couldn't put if, if, if you put a gun to my head like, yo you got a kid they can only play one sport like i'm definitely picking golf because it's a sport that's going to serve them for the rest of their life and the the width and the
array of people that they're going to come across is parallel. Yeah. Completely unparalleled. 100% agree. Yeah. Mark and I are both trying to get our kids, like, golf primary sport right now. But at this age, man, their kids are going to play multiple sports. But, like, yeah. they got her. You got to play multiple sports as a kid. But yeah. I want him – I didn't pick up a golf club, like, legitimately to my 20s. I want him just to be familiar with a golf club right now. Like, hold a golf club, know what it looks like, get on the course, smell that grass, play in the sand. You know, he's got the sand part down. He yeah. loves doing snow or sand angels. Yeah. <laughs> but that, and that was my that was my experience with the game too. Like my pops introduced me to it, uh, like super early. Yeah. But obviously, would rather have played basketball uh, than golf. Didn't have a lot of friends playing golf. But even just the fact that I touched it from at such a young age, and then he forced me to be in it in my younger years. It. Not only did it expedite my my skill development when I came back to it after I graduated college, but I just had all of these other touch points that made the game so much like easier, like this whole level of depth of understanding. So I just think that like it's all about getting your kids to get a club, get them swinging it decent, and then after they if they don't like it after that, it's like all right, cool. Because then you know they go do whatever, but they always come back to golf. It's always going to be a tool at some juncture for them. And and just the fact that they had that background experience, like you can't go wrong with that. Absolutely. So when did you start, Roger? Yo, so I started playing. My pops introduced me to golf when I was five years old. All right. Yeah. So look, I got this crazy ass picture. I don't show too many people. I'm lying. I show everybody. It <laughs> <laughs> felt special for, uh, a for one second there, did? Oh, that's oh, sweet, man. That's awesome. So this is me and Tiger Woods when he was 17. Shit. So Tiger Woods came to Chicago to do like a clinic when he was, before he turned pro. So this is August 2nd, 1993. And so I'm like five years old and uh, Tiger was picking random kids from the stand or from the crowd. And then my dad like fucking kicked me in the back of my head, like, get up there. (laughs) (laughs) And so I get up there and then I just like fucking pipe one. You know what I mean? Probably best shot of my childhood or some shit. And then all these people in the newspaper, you know, they're so sensational. You see a black dude hit the golf ball. <laughs> oh, he's going to be the next Tiger. Take <laughs> So then the next, the next morning, I'm in the Sun-Times with Tiger. But no, so after that, you know, obviously my dad tried to double down on, on sure. that success. But uh, but I, I really didn't care too much for golf for a very long time. Yeah. Actually drove quite the wedge between my father and I. But we mended all that shit, but it was pretty tough. You know what I mean? But... But yeah, so I got started pretty young, but I did play in grade school. Mm-hmm. I played in high school. You know what I mean? My my mom and dad they sent me to a private high school. Wanted me to play there. Where'd you go? And uh, where where'd you go? I went to Fenwick in Oak Park. Oh, yeah. oh you went to Fenwick? Mm-hmm. What year did you graduate there? In 06. 06, Okay. Yeah, before you. Yeah. Way before yeah. me. Yeah. Or yeah. after you? Way after. Uh, way you. after yeah. me. Yeah. After You're you. too old. Unfortunately, I was born uh, when Roger was playing golf with Tiger. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's right. not unfortunate for you, dog. It's like great yeah. shit was ha- a lot of great shit was happening around here. You know what I mean? All right, so Nick and Roger, if you guys are teeing it up together, who's giving strokes and how many? Roger's a way better golfer than me. Yeah, oh, Nick, Nick, you keep good. Nick. You tell us. I'm like, you I'm always, like whoa, golf. just because Roger's on us, that's what you tell us when he's not on. Come on. I like the type that talks shit when I'm not here. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm not around. Yeah, I'm like, he's all right. I'm not around. 
<laughs> I'm like sneaky good. I could be good some days. Like I could shoot really well, and then other days I'll shoot ninety. Nick Nick know how to hit the center of a club yeah. place like better than a lot of people, but he is yeah. not the best at squaring that bitch up. Though. <laughs> that's, that's when we run into the issues with my boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I've like seen you close. catch fire, that man. Should, hey, that should be solid. Two twenty yeah. ball speed. On the other side of the property. I'm like, yo. Like, Nick, I'm going to just go ahead and give you the cart, dog. I'm going to let you get it. I'll mark this one out. Yeah, there's sometimes. And we've 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 played a couple times where I played pretty well, and then everything yeah. just goes downhill. It's all about the type of course that we play, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. it's like, yo, hardest fucking course, if you haven't even uh, a fraction of an off day, is Thunderhawk. Oh, dude. Thunderhawk. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Thunderhawk from the tips. On a windy oh day goodness. when you're not swinging your best dog. It's That's a tough track, man. Recipe yeah. for discouragement. That's a tough track. I'm going to be – I think me and Roger lost close to the same amount of golf balls. At that, at no, that I was kind of lighting that shit up on the front, dog. I was <laughs> lighting that shit. Just but make him back, feel better, Roger. I mean, make him feel better. Well, dude, we never played that course either. Like, I, I, I never played there. And when we played there, we were playing from the tips, and it was, it was like 25-mile-an-hour winds. Yeah. And it was just yeah. – it was – you That's a tough shot. You blind tee shots ninety percent of the time. But then the day after that, we went to Brimmar. Was it Brimmar Country Club or some yeah. some shit like that? Yeah. And then I shot like what a couple like couple under or some shit. Yeah. Whew. So is that target? Is that more target golf? I've never played Brimmar. No, I just hit the shit wherever the fuck you want. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. very open. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Those are my type of golf courses I've come to find out, apparently. That's, uh, that's where mine are, too. Yeah, the ones that let you miss it as far as you want in one direction. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> can play any hole you want. Exactly. You miss it right over the tree way. line, you're fine because you have a shot in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like dubs, man. When we played dubs, the few times that we did, I missed so far left that I was in better position if I would have hit the fairway. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, it was perfect. How'd you, how'd, you guys, how'd you guys know each other? How'd you guys meet? Through Instagram. Just through Instagram? Yeah, through Instagram. Sorry. I think I DM'd Sorry if I offended you. I was going to say, who slid into whose DMs? Here, let's so, hear it. So so I was making vinyl stickers. Oh, yeah. And I saw that Roger had hype media. And I was like, hey, let me make you some vinyl stickers. He's like, sure. So I made a vinyl stickers. And we ended up linking up at the uh, golf dome. We were hitting golf balls. And yeah. we've been in love ever since. Yeah. So, I was there. Great. I was Nick, owner of 847 Customs. My favorite story about Nick to show you how much of a craftsman and, and a savage he is. Uh, Nick was building my first putter, and I was like, "Yo, what? Like, what should we do?" I'm like, "Yo, let's put some bullets on the back of this shit." <laughs> and so Nick was like, "All right, I don't have any bullet caps, but I got bullets. I should cut them." I'm, <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, Nick, oh, you know, I ain't the smartest dude I know, but this don't sound like a good answer. This don't sound like a good looking idea I've heard. It'll be fine." And yo, if people saw how Nick really started it out, his garage right now, if you're looking into it, like the shit is coming together. He got shit all organized. Oh, I saw his I saw his garage early on. I was like, you saw that shit early? I'm giving this motherfucker my putter right now. <laughs> yo, Nick, yo, Nick didn't even know how toxic the chemicals were. Like he was spraying that shit. Was, I'm like, Nick, like, I posted it on Instagram. People telling me we should wear a mask. Right? <laughs> Showing your hand, you still got all your fingers. The 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 projectile of the bullet was was removed. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't the whole bullet. 
So when I took it out, I forgot to, t to take the primer cap out. So when I cut into it, the primer cap exploded and went through my finger. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, do that doesn't sound good, man. <laughs> it was probably the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, you and shot yourself in the finger. Somebody with like top ten pain tolerances of anybody that you've ever met. I've never seen somebody shoot themselves in the thumb and smile. Like, dude, I just shot myself. I'm like, fuck. I'm going home. He's like, no, it's fine. Trust me, it's fine. I'm like, ah. so funny. Yeah, you really got blood, sweat, and tears on that putter. That's worth something. You got a putter in the thumb. Your putter was your putter was honestly the first putter that started a force up. Yeah, that was that was like the first one where I, I posted. And I remember that when yeah. you posted that, man. Yeah, yeah, that was like the first one I did, and it's been crazy. Dude, I mean, you do. Yeah. I don't want to pat you on the back any more than you already do, but you do phenomenal work. <laughs> you really do, man. You're yeah, a craftsman no, I mean, for my, sure. My whole thing is that there's a lot of people that do this, and there's a lot of people that do a lot of work or a, a, a lot of good work. And my whole thing is is that. I take my time on the smaller detail stuff to where that when you hold it in your hand, because pictures don't do justice. So when, because you can edit pictures around and make everything look smoother than it actually is without dust marks and everything like that. But the biggest thing is that when people actually get it in their hands and then they see it and they feel it, it just looks a lot better than it does in pictures. And I think that's a big thing why I'm getting so much business because the pictures that I post, it looks like that when they get it. You know yeah. what I mean? Is there, comp is there competition I mean, locally? Uh, no. There's no one around here. Closest, I think, is about four and a half, five hours away. Uh, Over the but, fucking market, dude. Dude, there is a lot of people, a lot of people that are local that, that either send me their stuff or drop it off. And last month, I did 140 putters. And I'm still getting through those. <laughs> I have a lot started. more to go. And it all started with a bullet to the hand. Yeah, you got the, <laughs> Rogers like got the first ass. edition and a thumb to go with it. Bro, you was 50 cent shit. It's like how you, you know, 50 got, got his career started by getting shot too. Yeah, his was a little <laughs> like, worse. But. Yeah, I'm just saying though, you know what I mean? He pulled synergies wherever we could get him. You know what I mean? Man. You're going to be a billionaire was, soon, Nick. It's coming dude, your I way. Never, I will never forget that. That will literally remain in my head. Nor should you, man. That's got to be part of your story. It's yeah, got to be part of your story. And the funny thing is that was the last one that we were putting in the putter. Like yeah. the first two, I remember to do it. And then we were talking about something. I just, I was, un I was uncomfortable for all of the, I was uncomfortable for all of the bullet slicing. Roger, uh, were you there when it happened? Yeah. yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I right there, like, looking at him from across the room. I'm like, man, I don't know, man. I don't know about this one. <laughs> and when it happened, I didn't realize it until like I looked at my finger and there was a hole in it. And <laughs> Roger's like, the, the face on Roger was like, like yeah. I, he felt very uncomfortable being there. Yeah. <laughs> because like we were still, dude, like we only knew each other for a few weeks and like yeah. we hung out a couple times at that point. And like <laughs> Roger's probably thinking, what am I doing here? Like I need to leave now. But you know what? It wasn't the, it wasn't the bullet. Uh, it wasn't you shooting yourself by itself as an isolated incident. It was like a culmination of things that was happening in that garage. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had the fumes flying in there. People telling me, like, yo, you're going to get cancer if you stay in this. I'm like, yeah, like, cancer, 
might get shot. I'm like, I wish, I dude, I wish we should have gotten that on video. I'd rather just go walk around by my house than be in your garage, dog. I might just put on, <laughs> dude, I put on so all good. the jewelry I own and go walk around the west side of Chicago before I stay in the garage. <laughs> like, I was like, man, this would be a terrible dude, way for a black man to die. Was it, was, it was me, you, and uh, Bobby, Bobby Gold, and Bobby. I was like spraying the coating. I was spraying the code in, and Roger was. Do you, do you think we should be wearing masks? And I was like, No, we're good, dude. Just don't. Just hold your nose. Just hold your nose. <laughs> and then don't. people are messaging them. I'm like, you like just people don't are messaging them, like you guys need to wear masks. <laughs> like just don't breathe. I'm like, yeah, oh, like man. So this was this was before the pandemic then. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 way before. Yeah, that was like February. Yeah, people weren't even thinking about masks, yeah. except for their yeah, exactly. safety, obviously, or at least Roger's safety. Who cares about Nick? That was so funny, dude. No, you've grown this year, Nick. I mean, look at that shop looks legit now. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I see a space Uh, heater in the back there and an air conditioner. Yeah, did all that mill. Holy shit. You got a mill, man. Did you check out his mill? No, he wouldn't let me come over. Nick, show the guy your mill. (laughs) I I texted him to come over. He's no, you can't come over. (laughs) I'm going to bring you a putter. He's like, no, don't come over. Save your money because we have some stuff coming out that you want. <laughs> uh, see that little blue cabinet? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah, we see it. So so that's called a vapor honing blaster. And that actually sprays water with glass bead media. And yeah. that's some crazy cool yeah. finishes that I get now that no one knows about. So don't steal my ideas. You're just using a lot of big words and I don't right know what there. you're saying. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to learn how to speak with bigger words. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I definitely feel like Nick be trying to close the gap on people that thought that he was not as intellectually gifted. Now that he got yeah. like, he got like a specialty and shit, try to hit me with a media blaster. Try it, man. I'm like, damn. All right, dog. More than me, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> All right, you guys got obviously you got big Instagram following. Do you guys get trolls? I appreciate the trolls, bro. Do you? I get trolls, but you get them. I don't. I never okay. really got them, um, especially with the long drive stuff. Eh, actually, yes, the long drive stuff, yes. I think long drive is probably one of the biggest trolling things in the golf industry because people just talk shit about long drive guys all the time. It is what it is. Um, and then it's funny, too, because like Kyle Berkshire has been so successful, even though there's no sport of long drive right now. Mm-hmm. And I think Kyle, like, I don't know, I don't know if you guys saw it, but you saw Kyle with Bryson DeChambeau. He just, oh, hit, yeah. an eight, he just hit an eight iron, 302 yards. <laughs> You gotta check the software, though, man. You know, yeah. No, I know, man. I've seen those. I've, I mean, I've hit the sim, man. My sim, I hit my driver's sim 325 yards. I've never come yeah. that close in my life. Yeah, I mean, I mean, take it with a grain of salt. Kyle's one of the fastest guys in the world. We already yeah. know that. Bryson, dude, I don't. Bryson's fast, but I don't think he's 146 fast. But I could be wrong. To get him outside, get him on track, man, and see how far the ball is actually going. Yeah. The dude's worked his ass off, and he's done something that no one else has done, which is crazy. And I think that's where the sport's moving, man. I think people are going to get faster and stronger, and that's how long drive been that, since I've that's been doing the it. Po- I think that's the point of everything, right? It's not, yeah, those yeah. are cool numbers, they're gaudy numbers, but when you get outside, it's a different game. Yeah. yeah but when you're exactly. that fast, it makes a difference still. Well, 100%. If you yeah. got someone swinging close to 200 mile an hour ball speed and they're hitting it straight, you got a really big disadvantage. Uh, I'm still arguing, though, man. I think that it's a diminishing return on distance as far as it pertains to golf. You know what I mean? It also depends on where you're playing too, Raj. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What tournament you're playing at. Right. Like if it's courses that are more open to where if you do miss a little bit, yes. But if it's something that's closed off that if you miss five yards left and you're screwed, then obviously. But what do you, right. Roger, what do you mean? that They're hitting past the distances the course was designed for? So they're putting no, themselves in a tighter window? Put the, put the distances that the course was designed for. That's <laughs> for suckers. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like a lot of people don't realize that the farther you hit the ball, the longer it takes to come down. And when that shit gets going sideways, it's like, it's not, a good, it's not a good feeling to be watching a cricket ball in the air for 10, 11 seconds. You know what I'm so, like, I think that, and also, too, I've been doing a lot of them track man combines, just trying to see, like, where I am. Yeah, like, yeah I've been watching that. And so, like, from 60 yards to, like, 100, to, for, like, from 60 to 100 yards, I would say that most people are, like, in and, like, most good golfers are going to be in and around the same distance or like some people may just have that sweet spot where it's like my mechanics really sink well with an 80 yard shot and then it's like, what good does it to, what good is it for me to hit the ball 400 yards on a 440 yard hole if it's gonna put me in an uncomfortable spot with this guy from 80 yards to like like wedge it or you know maybe 120 yards you could throw that shit like a dart you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so i think that you like distance is one component of golf and I think that it's one of the most misunderstood because there are very few people that can house distance and play good golf yeah. like you look at it like Tony Finau for instance remember when he just broke out of nowhere and, and, and hit it like 200 at 200 mile power 200 something mile power ball speed yeah. and every tournament when they put Tony Finau on a shot tracer he's hitting up it's like 183 184. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got to, like, that shit, yo, why is this dude that got all this speed backing off of it that much? And it's, yo, because there is a premium on accuracy. You know, Correct. I just think that if it was really that much of an advantage for Tony Finau to be, you know, hitting the ball 370, 380, he would have been doing that to try to win. But somehow him and other players that have more speed in the tank, I think Dustin probably got more yeah. speed in the tank. Because they're, they're taller guys, a lot of more leverage, right? When he was actually trying, we saw him jump up to 190-plus ball speed. I saw fucking, uh, what's his name, uh, Charlie uh, Hoffman. Yeah. He, he swung at 130-something. <laughs> he got some speed. You know what I mean? And so yeah. all of these guys choosing not to murder the ball, is it has to be for a reason. You're saying, and like, at, at a, over a certain ball speed or club speed, the, the air for – you have less room for error, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Like anything, anything being off and the ball just does not come down where you think that it's going to come yeah. down. You know what I mean? That was like, just thing. Like those PGA courses when the shit is running fast, bro, like if you don't place that ball on the right part of the fairway and it hits, it's not going to stay in the fairway. Soft conditions, yeah, beat it, whatever. But a lot of those PGA Tour courses, they play fast. Yeah. Tee to green. I think as far as – for instance, there, there, there is a huge difference. Like people are starting to compare Bryson to Kyle, and it's nowhere near. Like they're nowhere near each other when it comes to it. If they were to take the, the two people and put them on a grid and say, "Hey, hit eight golf balls, whoever's the longest," Kyle's going to beat him by 70, 80 yards. Yeah, hands down. But the issue is, is that Kyle has built such a speed. Like for myself too. The reason why I I can't hit as many fairways is because I don't golf enough, man. That's why, realistically, like, my easy swing is still 190, 195 miles an hour ball speed, and that's just where my body is comfortable swinging at. I'm not swinging hard, but it's just me not practicing enough golf to be able to hit the golf ball that straight. 
Yeah. Like if you look at Sadlowski, if you look at Bryson, like Bryson's swinging pretty hard at 190 miles an hour. Raj, I would say that Bryson's probably swinging about 93 to 95% of his max capability yeah. at that. Yeah. So, so like where I see it going is that people are going to start training to get faster and get up to that 145, 146 number. But then when they're in the PGA competition, their smooth swing yeah. is going to be that 133, 134 to where they can still control it. Like, I, I don't see anyone going out there and swinging as hard as they can every single time because obviously that's not efficient and you're not going to hit fairways. Yeah. It's impossible. How many golf balls out of 10 golf balls, if you were to swing as hard as you can, you're going to hit straight? Two, three, maybe. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's the move, but I think people are going to start training to get faster sure. because everyone is going to get faster regardless. That's that's how it's been in every sport. Everything is take it to the next level, take it to this, take it to that. Yeah, and you know what I mean? the tools are much more readily available now, obviously with TrackMan and, and any of those exactly. things out there where you can get – the amateurs can get their hands on that type of stuff. And obviously people are tracking these statistics now. So if, yeah. if they're seeing – if you do better in these statistics, I'll do better with my distance. Also, too, you know, they're going to start. They're going to they're going to put two and two together too, and keep doing it. Yeah. Also, too, there 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 is diminishing returns with too much ball speed. There is when you have too much ball speed, and and you miss it left a yard compared to someone that's swinging 115 miles an hour. You're 60 yards left, and they're 10 yards left. Mm -hmm. So there is a diminishing return, especially with these golf balls too. If you are too high a ball speed, you can overcompress golf balls. There's a ton of things that go into it when you're at that type of speeds. Like they were saying in long drive, for us hitting a 50 yard wide grid at 105, like 145 to 148 miles an hour club head speed is like an average person at 90 to 100 miles an hour hitting a five yard wide grid. <laughs> so, so, so like people are always wondering like, how can we miss the fairway so much? There's a couple factors. Number one, we're swinging really hard. Number two, the the amount of error that can happen in that amount of time and for you to fix it is impossible. Yeah. Number three, we're using two to four degree lofted drivers, so that's completely different. <laughs> and and yeah. it's just respect what Bryson's doing. Do I do I think he's going to take it to the next level? Probably. Do I? How 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 good is it going to be? We don't know. Yeah. If he keeps training how he does and he keeps his wedges and his putter the way it is, who knows, man. Fucking won the U.S. Open. No, I don't know. I give him credit for trying something different. So do I. Yeah. So do I. I mean, he, out his he made it fun. He made it fun for watching. He brought a yeah, different, cool. different, a different fan base in, if you will. Someone that's more you know, in fitness and. Who, yeah. Oh, you're absolutely right. He's put so, on okay. what forty pounds. So the, the interesting thing, I talked to Bryson, and I was in L.A. for the Genesis Open, and this was before the pandemic, but. I talked to Bryson about what he was doing on the training side. And he was like, him and his trainer, I forgot what the dude's name was, but they were literally going muscle by muscle to strengthen yeah. each individual movement separately. He was like explaining this shit. It was the most detail-oriented, <laughs> like, Bro, so scientific. Yeah. Yo, and so I think that as far as somebody who's going to have the, not only the athleticism to pull this off, but the foresight to plan for know how this is going to impact his body long term i'm sure that he has a way that he's going to like dial back his swing like you know in the next five years you know what i mean and i, I wouldn't put that past him to solve for injury at the same time as he's trying to get more speed yeah i've heard, I've heard, I've heard him talk about his 
his flexibility, like he's been tamed his flex, same flexibility he's had prior to putting on all his weight. Yeah. Well, bro, that's a huge part of his regimen. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. that that's the one thing to create speed in a golf swing is you need to be mobile. Yeah. Yeah, mobility I, and I mean, flexibility. If you're stiff, sure. I, I don't care if you get, you know, a swing a broomstick 700 miles an hour. It's just if you don't keep your body mobile and you can't get in those positions and fire the correct muscles when you're in that position, you're not going to hit the ball. For it. It's just it is what it is. I have no idea how I can hit the ball far. I played baseball all my life. Like, obviously, I get it. Like, I played baseball. Yeah. I have no I have no idea, dude. I think it's your wrist, bro. That, that too, but I think it's forearms, wrist, and then I got these damn tree trunk legs with no ass, bro. I got straight thigh back that works, I guess. But, yeah. dude, I went from – I did nothing. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, when I trained – for long drive, there was rarely anything I ever really did. Yeah. Like I, I like honest to God, if I would have took it serious and took it like Bryson, I, I have no doubt that I would have been the fastest guy in the world and won three world championships. No doubt. You're talking like it's over. What does this mean? So are you are you done? We don't know where it's at. All right. Shot himself no in the hand, bro. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> Shot himself, dog. Shot his hand off. Roger, you did you did long drive, didn't you, man? So real quick, kind of on the long drive point, Golf Channel sold it. They, ever since the pandemic hit, obviously a lot of stuff happened. That's a good thing. I don't know. Golf Channel sucks. Dude, they did not a good job. Um, the only thing it did is, <laughs> is, is brought eyes to us. But yeah. Golf Channel also moved to Connecticut or whatever. I don't know if they're on great terms with everything. Um, but right now, no one owns the sport of world long drive. They deleted everything. There's no website. There's no world rankings, nothing. <laughs> So there's a top 30 guys in the world starting tour called the Professional Long Drivers Association. So they're having like 10 or 15 events next year. They're going to try and build up the sport, and I have nothing but respect for them. They're going to try and do it the correct way, but the issue is that there's no money. Yeah. So for me to go and spend two grand to fly out to an event, stay for a few days, and win first place and win four grand, five grand, it makes no sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there's no TV exposure. There's no way to get sponsors. Like. If this year would have happened for long drive, it would have been one of the biggest years by far. There would have been huge traction because they had so much stuff planned and so many good events. The, the, dude, the World Championships was supposed to be here. Cog Hill, right? It was literally yeah. supposed to be at Cog Hill in Chicago for five years. Yeah. Right. It literally signed a five-year deal. They had Cog was super excited. They sunk a ton of money into it. They built a grid, perfectly flat grid. Everything was ready to go, and all this crazy stuff happened. But at the end of the day – other things happen because of that. Like I have a successful club business that yeah. I'm for able sure, to meet man. all these people. Dude, there's, it's just amazing what golf does for people. Yeah, that right. That's like the biggest thing, dude. I, I started seriously taking golf serious in 2016 and by serious hitting golf balls like twice a week. Mm-hmm. And then Roger, and then I meet you guys and I meet all these other people. And golf for me is it's the best networking and business and friend making tool in the world dude. back to like, roger's it, point originally man when dude, he was talking crazy. earlier just it brings the world together right dude it's it's unbelievable regardless if you suck ass or regardless if you're super good if you're go fucking trash with, if you're trash yeah i will argue that being less trash does open up the opportunity i was a, i was a dumpster fire now i'm just trash <laughs> trying to become a lesser version of trash like yeah. i think that that's the allure it don't matter how trash you are just try to be less trash 
He no, yeah, Chris I, absolutely did. He went from being a dumpster fart to being like a recycling bin now. Yeah, he's yeah. he's respectable. Recycling bin in the suburbs. Let's say like Lincoln Park. Yeah, Lincoln Park recycling bin. <laughs> yeah, you know it's still down an alley. It's there's a it's lot of rats. rats. There's, there's still rats, rats. Exactly, but exactly. it's not a dumpster fire anymore. So it's respectable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I do agree with Roger though that if you're in this business and you're trying to network people. I think the better you are at golf actually helps out a lot. Yeah, sure, sure. Does. You fucked up. They let me. I gotta get into golf. I'm like, I know my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't just get into golf. Get good at golf. Get lessons yeah. first. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's always the people. But it's always the people that have a ton of money that are shit. <laughs> that are just not good. Like dude, like dudes who are CEO of companies worth you right. know three four hundred million bucks. Right. They are absolute yeah. shit. At the end of the day, they care if you're any good for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's, it's interesting because I look at like being, I don't mean to make nobody uncomfortable when I talk about racial things, but like no, not when, when navigating America as a black man, when you able to play golf, it's like, and you, and you be like a, a rich white CEO and he's, yo, you have something that I could not pay for. And there's like an allure to that shit that helps yeah. me in building some sort of, some sort of rapport or like getting leverage in that situation. Like, Bro, and that's I what people don't understand. Yeah. It's like a testament to not only your work ethic, it's a testament to, like, your discipline, your coordination, your integrity. Like, playing good golf say all the right things about you. Yeah. It says all the right things about you. And so I'm just yeah. like, man, you looking for ways for, like, social, you know, upward mobility uh, in a capitalist society. Go learn something that people can't even pay to buy. I mean, yeah, it's available great. to everybody. The opportunity to get good at golf is literally available to everybody. But some people, no matter how hard they try or how hard they work, they could just never get it. Bro, I think a lot of people are surprised too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I finished so, the year better than you. I'm just going to put that yeah. out there. I, I mean, I was surprised too. Like when I met Roger, like Roger's a big dude, bro, middle linebacker. But like a lot of people in a lot of places, like, these like high end country clubs, like when we go play golf, like they don't expect Roger to be any good. Yeah, they don't. The dude is swole. He looks like he can't swing a club, and then he gets up there and he's so smooth and pipes it down the middle. And then people, to me, it's like almost people have more respect for you off the bat because uh, of that. yeah, that's like that whole like it's like a jarring effect. And I think that any time that you could take somebody that has like this this. A hard, rigid assumption about yeah. a situation, yeah. Yeah. and then you flip that shit completely upside down. This is the complete opposite of what I expected. I think yeah. that then they open, they are now open to what else is different or what else don't I know? You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. And so then it yeah. kind of makes other conversations a lot easier, uh, just based off that alone. I mean, sports, sports does that, especially golf. There's so many preconceived yeah. notions about just you do it just in general, like what people look like. You make so many immediate judgments off of what yeah. people look like in, in anything. Yeah. Oh, you know, the sport movie that comes front of mind was White Man Can't Jump. Woody Harrelson yeah, exactly. plays everybody because exactly. he looks like a loser white boy with a tie-dye hat and, right. you know, cut off, cut off sweatpants, can't play hoops, and he just fucking schools everybody. Love that movie, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> phenomenal movie. Yeah, that's the, I think that that's the opportunity in golf. I also think it's funny as fuck that a loan driver started like a putter and wedge refinish. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't right? putch though, dude. Yeah, but I can make it look cool. Yeah, you make. I be yeah. having the dopest putter at every course I play. <laughs> hands down, the worst putter yeah. right? in, in every money game I'm in. 
Dude, I, I still don't – you know That's what it funny. is, though, too, man, is that there's, there is something about a putter that is just – like, you're more attached to it. Yeah, 100%. Right? It, it's it, like – realistically, like, you buy a driver and you're like, okay, like, no one gives a fuck about their driver, realistically. Well, you're going to buy, like, you're okay, gonna buy like, a new one in two years anyway. Exactly. But if someone's spending, you know, good money on a putter, four, five, six, seven hundred bucks, like, that's something they're going to keep for a long time and, and – for me to be able to like the coolest thing is that I did a putter for this dude who I want to say it was from Texas or California. And it was a old Terillion putter from like 1990 and it was his dad's and his dad passed away. And this thing was beat to shit, dude, like literally beat to shit. And I redid it for him. I made it look brand new. Dude, he wrote me a letter in the mail and sent me a $600 check and was like, thank you so much. Like this literally made my family cry for making something that was his dad's beat the shit. And like, I already charged the guy and stuff like that. And and I was like, dude, I can't take this money like that. That's just what I do. It's just cool. It's just cool, man. Like it's, it's cool to create art and it's cool to like put my vision behind things. And and it's also cool to make something that's old look new again. And people buy these putters when they're 17, 18 years old and they keep them for the rest of their life and give them them down to their kids after kids. And it is what it is, man. It's cool. No, that's a cool story, man. I mean, the the putter is the one thing you just, uh, there's a skill to putter. There's a technique to putting. Yeah, I haven't but that out yet, but putting yeah, also, yeah. it's just a feel. Like you just feel it, right? You just yeah. if there's like a sexiness to it. You just feel it, and right. you got that putter in your hand, and you you might look awkward as shit, but if that putter feels right, you're gonna you're gonna score. Yeah, I think putter and wedges, man, are putter and wedges are the, are like the two mo- are, are the clubs that you're most attracted to as far as like emotionally and yeah. like artistically, like how it is because. At the end of the day, the end game is to get the golf ball in the hole. Obviously, there's ways to swing a wedge correctly, but when you're chipping, realistically, dude, there is no 100% correct way as long as you can get it close to the hole. So it's that's like where the art and feel and finesse and everything comes in. And for me, it's I'm actually I, like I would say I'm a pretty good short game player from like around the greens for being a long drive guy. Like I think I have a little bit of hands, handsy and stuff like that. But that's just feel, right? And when I'm comfortable with something, it makes it a lot easier for me to try and hit a shot. Sure. You know? Yeah. And I think the two interesting thing is uh, I've been looking at buying an old school car lately. And this is is so crazy that if I bought a brand new M5 today, tomorrow, the shit depreciates by however much. Yeah. <laughs> but like an old school, like some of those cars are worth more today than they were when they were first released, right? right and I think that that's the power of what Nick has the opportunity to access is like, you're giving people a chance to relive the past and shit. And I think that's kind of like one of those yeah. more, one of those more nostalgic points that you don't take into consideration, especially with putters. And then too, it's like, you get that attachment to it because you look at your clubs, like your drive is, is pretty much like the idiot. Like it's like the dumb guy, yeah. right? It's just kind of like, <laughs> It's like, hey man, like I need you to do this. Just don't fuck oh, it up. Don't fuck it up. Oh, you got man, one boss. fucking job. Yeah, one, yeah. Like, just, just don't fucking lose and go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then you got your eyes, and they like your C students. You know what I mean? It's yo get this shit somewhere. You start getting to like your wedges and your putter. You have to be very intelligent about how you approach that. Right? Like, this is how you finish this shit off. And I think that just 
inherently by the way you utilize those clubs to finish things like you you just have you want to have this much deeper attachment to it and that's why i always saw the value of what nick was doing I'm like, bro, I've been telling you for the longest. I'm like, yo, fuck long drive, dog. Like, <laughs> like, we need to be talking about how you can hire some people to, like, build out what, you, what you're doing. Yeah. If you if you can make somebody fall in love with a golf club that their dad or granddad had, reimagine it and relive it and re-experience that. They'll pay you a lot of money. A lot of fucking money, dog. A lot of yeah. fucking money. I, I just think that I see through the, the bullshit on, uh, on, I'll be honest with y'all, right? So now that my Instagram is going up, certain club manufacturers are starting to reach out and shit. And it's in my opinion, like, all of y'all make the same shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like let's be real here. Like, at the end of the day, like, the whole club fit and club selection process is really just, like, personal preference. You know what I mean? That's like yeah, colors, looks. Bro, yeah. I hit a I hit a ping today. I hit a Callaway tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's just whatever the fuck. And so I think that like at some point in time, golfers that con- as consumers are gonna catch up with the fact that like, yo, these club manufacturers are full of fucking shit <laughs> because this club from 2005 performs just as well as this club from 2025 and they've been like fucking spinning me around in circles you know for forever i think you're starting to see that with the uh more direct to consumer club manufacturers bro i think dude i think a lot of people need to understand too is that they have a certain threshold that they can't go over yeah like that the, there's like, rules <laughs> correct so like so like you you have a proper ct of the club, basically how hot the driver is hmm. that you can't exceed that limit or else it's deemed illegal. How are you supposed to make something better each year if you can't go over that? And so you know what I, I'm saying? That's why, and I'll just say from what you've done and from like the, the clubs that I got that Nick has done, like you've done wedges of mine, like putters of mine and stuff like that. And it's, you get this whole different nostalgic vibe. And it's, it's, it's like a different club experience. I would rather have a club that I like that is old as shit refinished than to go buy something brand new. Like you buy something brand new, it's just weird. Like other people were touching you before I got here. Like, <laughs> little slut, you know what I mean? What the fuck? Now you want to you want me to pay for you? What is this? You know what I mean? But it's like if I could if I could find something like super nostalgic and have a, a real bond with it and then have it touched up. I'm like, man, Bro, this is like mine. It's yours. Like, it's 100% nobody, yours at that point. Nobody has anything like this except for me. Right. Bro, it's 100%. like getting new rims and tires on a 99 Impala. Like, it, it makes it feel brand new. You get to put your touch on it. Like, you don't have to put the stock rims on it. And it, and, and, and it literally drives brand new, but it's a 99 Impala. You, you know what I'm saying? Instead of buying a 20, 2018 Impala or 2019 Impala, and you still love it and you enjoy it and it has of having that old car have brand new rims and tires on it. It's just Apple like car mm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not with you on the night down in Palo Alto. No, you know what I'm saying, man. I think you could have picked a better car. <laughs> <laughs> Talked about some engine swaps or some shit. I don't know. I get where you're going, dog. I get yeah, yeah. Where you're going. Nick, are you going to work on Roger's car when he, when, when he gets a new one? Yeah, I'll, I'll code a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah. We can do whatever, bro. Yeah, Nick is like one of the. Bear with me for this, but you gonna meet Nick and you are gonna have some immediate you know, dispositions on his IQ. But I will, from personal yeah. experience, Nick is a sneaky, smart motherfucker. Absolutely, I'm so smart, man. 
that's street what smart. I would call it either because you shot yourself. awesome business this year man yeah. in the middle of a pandemic which is amazing which is crazy i mean it's to, to be honest with you it's been horrible what has happened but it's probably been the greatest thing that's ever happened to golf in the last five six years seriously yeah. like golf golf has been tremendously it's booming it's going to continue and it's going to continue in the next year people aren't going exactly. back to the office next year yet it, it, it will come back. People start going back to the office, but it's not happening next year. <laughs> Roger, you played a ton of courses in Chicago land area. What's your favorite track, or maybe your top top five favorite tracks in Chicago, public or private? My favorite. Yeah, I know. So I'm asking. I'm curious. I have, I'm, I'm working on that though. What are you missing? <laughs> what are you missing that you need? Chicago golf. Um. Dude, I heard they like blindfold you to go in that place. Which place? They like, yeah, my buddy uh, Steve from Chicago Golf went there. Where? Where? Where of course. Chicago Golf Club. Oh, oh okay. in Wheaton. And uh, they had to meet like at a bar, like down the street, and they had to take a limo there. <laughs> like you couldn't just drive in. That's yeah. cool. Some weird, but I heard, weird I, heard stuff. It was, I heard it was dope though. I yeah, it's it flat, dope. flat and open. Flat and open. Yeah. Flat and open. But Where else I, have you played? You said what? Where else have you played? That, that, I feel like I played like exclusive. I feel like I played the rest of the major country clubs like Medina, like Butler, Conway, Olympia uh, Fields, Olympia, Rich Harvest, Chicago Highlands, Chicago Highlands. Yeah, that's a dope one, man. That's yeah. awesome, track. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely like. I slid in ADMs once I hit ten thousand followers. I didn't really know what happened once you hit ten thousand followers. I thought that people just gave you money. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Where's my money? Instagram. I made it. I'm rich, bitch. Yeah, you get yeah. Bitcoin once you hit it. You just start getting Bitcoin. It just keeps coming yeah, at I'm you. I'm just like, yo, where the fuck is my checks? You know, how the fuck does this work now? You know. Uh, but I, I definitely slid into Chicago Highlands DMs, like trying to get some type of action for them to let me come out there. But yeah. They they were not having it. Uh, not a fan of the influence, man. Huh. I, you yeah. know, this whole social media influencer shit is interesting. My whole plan is just to blow the lid off this shit. Like, hey, man, look, I've been doing this for a while. This is how much money you can really expect. Because I feel yeah. a lot of these influencers be making this shit like, yo, once you get the followers, like, the shit starts happening. I'm like, no, bro. None of that is happening. <laughs> we, need a, we need a real talk on the influencer life. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely none of that is happening. People will try to give you free clothes for the rest of your life. And it's just like. Yo, this is this is trash. But I, I feel like if I did ever make enough money from being a social media influencer, I would give it to Chicago Highlands to, to be a member at that course. If I was going to stay in the city. My favorite country club, though, was Conway, for sure. I felt like Conway had a vibe that I, I felt like I wasn't in Chicago, really. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it just like some of the looks in there and some of the, the bodies of water. And I thought that was a very dope uh, golf course. Sleepers, though, is out in Elgin. 
So they got what Highlands of Elgin. I don't know if you ever played that before. Yeah, yeah, sick course. Sick track. And then they got this other one out there that was in pretty good. It just left me with a real good impression, but like Bose Creek. Yeah. Bose Creek. Dude, Bose Creek is super underrated. We played there quite a bit. We played there, we played there quite a bit, yeah. It, it was actually it was actually a little beat up this year. It's hard course. You played from the tips. You played yeah. it's a tough I course. A, I played in a PDGA event out there back maybe two or three years ago. Yeah. And it was a two day event and I think I shot like seventy one, seventy two and got smoked by like this like Arabic kid or something. Like, I just remember being I thought I played very well and that kid just I'm like, How are you making fucking birdies out here? This course is fucking about <laughs> what the fuck is going on? But I thought that course really made you feel like you were somewhere else though. Yeah, it's a cool yeah. track. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's public, yeah. It's it's you can get you can it's get like membership, but it's public, yeah. What do y'all think about Miss Wood though? Love Miss Wood. Oh, love Miss Wood. Love it. You yeah. know, you I don't? like it. I might join Miss Wood before I join the country. A couple country clubs out here, really. Bro, Cog Hill. Dubs Miss is five grand for the year. This was just so far. That's the only. It's far from our, yeah. But there's a reason why it's so far because you can get out and have all the. Yeah, that's a beautiful course. I, I like Prairie Landing. From a yeah. public standpoint, Prairie Landing. Have you yeah. been out there? Yeah, Prairie Landing is dope. Yeah. Prairie Landing is dope. Yeah. yeah. Hardest course I played in Chicago, though. Have y'all ever heard of. Yeah, it's out in Dundee. It's like the weirdest country club. Bull Valley? Bull Valley, bro. Dude, we were just there. A, that is like a miniature full size golf course. Yeah, yeah I think like all, all the twists and turns. I played out there one time. I was like, yo, this course is like it's, crazy. Trying to overpower Bull Valley. It's yeah. in McHenry County. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go out there next, next year, year, man. Bro, yeah. We yeah. had a video with Bubby there, dude. We I saw that. Dude, that, that course is, dude, we shot 300 with a three-man scramble. It was hard as shit. That's a tough course, course, man. That's a tough fucking bro, course. I was like, man, I don't know if I should just be aggressive and say, fuck it, just lose the balls. You know what dude, I'm it's like. like yeah, there's there's whole, that's that's the one course where, like, you got to respect the distances. Like, you have to, you, you have to respect the distances yeah. you have to play. You can't overpower it. Yeah. You can't. It's, dude, it, it, it's so crazy because the front nine is so different than the back nine. You're right. Like, it's crazy. I but I'm it's like one of those courses where you don't feel like you're in Chicago. Like, no yeah, because you're, you're literally not. You're a fucking hour away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was very, it was a very long drive for a very hard-ass woman. <laughs> <laughs> in, in next spring, then, that's where we're going. Yeah, Bull Valley, that would be... I think definitely... the only thing that I would... Bull Valley had was a bigger range. Oh, bigger range? Are you big hitter yeah. down there? Yeah. Okay, granted, I hit the ball far, but I'm just saying, like, an average person couldn't really hit full driver there. They they could. They have the space right there too. Yeah, the, I don't know what, they yeah. could just they could take that thing back, back another fifty hundred yards easily. Yeah, they want yeah. you to come back to the way that the game was intended to be played, dog. <laughs> just go back, hit the ball two seventy, two eighty, and just chill the fuck out. Yeah, There's some, I mean, some holes you can let it rip, but even the first hole, man, you can't. It's dangerous to hit driver. You can't fit that shit in there, dog. No. Yeah. No, I hit a uh, six iron. On the what first what do they call their tips there? Tip of the horn. That's I think that's what I like best about the course. Yeah. Fucking tip it's of the horn. Yeah. 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 Rolling greens either. Dog. There you go. Oh, there next year. Dude, that fucking oh, course will make you so mad. Wow, I almost dude. had a stroke at that course because <laughs> the greens are just so fast. <laughs> yeah, they do. Dude, roll. It's, it's they do roll. They're fast. It's dude, they're it's fast. really hard. All right. Like, 
the course isn't hard, but keeping the ball on the green is impossible. I mean, it's it's a it's got a good slope and rating from the tips. The tips aren't long. It's only like sixty seven hundred, but it's like seventy three one thirty seven. Seventy three point seven and one thirty seven. Seventy three point seven. Yeah, and one thirty seven rating. Yeah. So what they can do, what they can do to make it, and what I think they're going to try to do is there's two. It's a it's a it's a par seventy two. There's two holes where they can make it both par fours, and make that a par seventy, and make it really fucking hard so they can get some tournaments back there. There's two par fives that are pretty short that they can easily make par fours and make that course really hard. Because there's two par fives that you should never bogey. Yeah. Yeah. Which one's that? Is that? It's number two, uh, which if you're actually playing in a match there, if you're playing from the tips, they actually have you play up from the uh, red tee, so it's a par four. What's that? Uh, It's like, it'd be like... 460, so it'd be a long par four. Yeah. And then number 15. 15 is a short par five, like four, 460, 470 mm-hmm. par five. That would be a par, long par four. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a sick course, bro. It's just, I get frustrated every time I go there. I, I tell Chris, I'm like, don't ever have me out here again. And, I'm I, and I didn't. As soon as you told me that, you never nah, came he back. He said that three straight times. He kept yeah, coming back. Like six times. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah, no nah, man. Looking forward to 2021 weather breaks. Hopefully, uh, I figured out a way to monetize uh, Instagram, so I don't have to do as much work. Starting OnlyFans, Raj. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? All I did do is I jumped on uh, Cameo. You heard of that shit? Yeah. Uh-uh. How is that? Yo, Cameo is actually pretty decent, man. Like I just jumped. You on got any cameos or what? Hell yeah, I did like four of these motherfuckers. Really? Is it where you like someone pays you to like say something to somebody? Is that what yeah, it is? Like a greeting or message, happy birthday. So like check it out. So this this is what this shit looks like. It comes through on the app. So right. Yeah. So this dude, uh, this dude Steven, who actually follows me on Instagram, and then said that yo, I booked you on Cameo. Sure, it's not like OnlyFans. This is getting a little creepy here. Like, no, it's like I get to. They just want me to talk shit to people that they that they. Like don't like or they do. I need you to roast my boys. We got uh, Port Cup in 2020. My team is the Tiger Woodies, and we got to beat the four guys one cup and the six guys one cup twice this season in team format. Trash them for me. Roast them. Call out Miller, Bowen, Espo, Palmer, kill them. And I'm like, damn, dog. All right. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Bro. That's cool. Now you have to come up with a little little short speech. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do. I, I am intrigued by your trash talking expertise. What's your What's your go to? Or you just feel it out when you're playing someone? Oh yeah, you feel it out, man. You feel you it out, like because this is if you meet somebody with a, a level of shit talk that they can't handle, it gets real uncomfortable. And you, just, <laughs> like, and you gotta do some. Sometimes you gotta kind, coach. Kind of like how you did Jake, you. right? <laughs> yeah, you, you, gotta, you gotta coach them up so you can shit talk to them. <laughs> So you can punch them again. But you gotta, it's an art to, to shit talk. And I think a lot of people come in and they just hot. Like, we talking shit today. I'm like, hey, man, calm down. Calm down, you know? They try to, a lot of people, if they know that I talk shit, they try to set the tempo themselves. But you gotta slow it down to your speed, right? It's, hey, if you talking shit to me and I don't feel like talking shit, I'm just not gonna talk. So I'll be yeah. quiet. And then eventually you start to feel awkward. They start to feel awkward. And then I was like, okay, now that they quiet, 
I jump in and start telling them like, man, dog, you know, always go for, I, I ease my way in by talking about swing flaws. You know what I mean? If you tear down somebody's swing early, I think that's something that they start to internalize as they hit bad shots. So it's like a, a form of shit talk that compounds upon itself, right? Because if I say something about your shit, damn, you coming like, why the fuck you coming that far from the inside trying to get that bitch pregnant or some shit? <laughs> if I say something like that, and then you start hooking the ball, it's, oh, now I got you trying to make swing changes mid-round. You know what I mean? Now you're coming straight over the top, ball <laughs> hooking it. Wait, miss going all off of shit talk. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I definitely think that there's an art to that. Uh, that I, I, I plan to like double up on uh, going to 2021. Love Interestingly that. Enough, interestingly enough, I think the cameo is a good way for Instagram influencers to monetize their following. And I also think that maybe getting some paid matches going into to 2021 is what I set myself up for. Nice. Love so maybe get some sponsors to be like, yo, I would really like to see you play this guy and talk shit to him. That'd be, dude, that's what, a really good idea. What amount of money makes you feel, like, motivated? Because there's got to be, like, a certain amount where you're like, we're paying just, for 50 you know bucks, who gives a shit? Yeah, I just don't like taking money from my friends. Me and Nick don't gamble that much. Yeah. Uh, but if I don't know you, if we could just bet, some, like, 500 and up, that'd be, like, pretty good. You know what I mean? I like to, like, when you leave the course, like, and you lost, you should hurt a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you see, like, you, you lost something. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. just losing the match don't really be enough to, like, make people sit in that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you take Aaron, did you take Aaron Hicks money? That motherfucker's good. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. That motherfucker's good. No, I don't gamble with him either. That's he's good. definitely an athlete too. How do, you know, how do you know Aaron? Is he from Chicago? No, he's from uh, Long Beach, California. So it's just golf. We went to golf out and I was living in Orlando for a little bit. Okay. And then uh, uh, he was at, this is when he had just got traded to the Yankees. So they spring training is down in Tampa. Yeah. So I went down to Tampa for a golf outing, and it's me and him were the only two black dudes there. And this was back in 2000 and 2015, okay. 14, 15. And uh, I see this black dude at the end of the range beating the shit out the ball. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, who are you? Like, what you doing? You know, that's mine. That's me. You believe me right now. Who are you? I played ball and I, you know, I wasn't following baseball too tough, let alone the twins. You know what I'm saying? I like, he's Aaron Hitch. I played with the, I'm like, yeah, hey, whatever. Oh, that's right. He's with the twins. Yeah. And so then, yeah. So then we started talking shit back and forth. And then after that, just you know, became friends. Nice. All through golf, dog. Organic golf. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Mark and I, our last episode, we were talking, our, our, probably two of our best friends are guys we golf with 90% of the summer. Yeah. 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 I mean, we don't, we don't let our family see each other. We just golf together. It's weird because then you take a step back from it. And I was like, damn, like, I don't have no, like, when I can't play golf, I seem anti-social as shit. Because I'm like, well, where the fuck are my friends at? Oh, oh it's cold outside. <laughs> I, just, I told my buddy today. I literally don't hang around with anybody. I know. We got, we got done playing. I'm like, all right, dude, I'll see you in March probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like looking around like, yo, what the fuck? What the fuck? Hey, we all... We all gotta go to Five Iron. We all need to go to. Um, they got a, a indoor joint over in uh, uh, Lombard. Yes. Decently uh, too. Yeah. But Rogers got to hook up at Five yeah, Iron. If you want to go to Five <laughs> Iron, let me know. I set that shit up. What's the, what, which one do you go to? The one in River North there? Is that River North? It's on like Dearborn, something like that. In the, yeah. 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 Okay. Let's do it. Right. Dearborn. Oh, some North on Dearborn. Ohio and Dearborn. Let's see if you can talk shit to us. Yeah, motherfucker. Let's see if you can talk <laughs> shit to us. 
can't serve indoors yeah bring your own shit i have my worst uh fan encounter at five iron to date really what happened yeah man dude got drunk as fuck was in the stimulator next to me followed me on instagram <laughs> and just like wanted to just experience all that i was yeah, you know and, and, and i'm like yo i'm over here playing in the fucking in the league and so we're trying to uh, yo, this the night just got worse and worse, dog. Like we playing in the league, trying to make it into the playoffs. I got my other dudes there, and he's coming over there, tapping me on the shoulder. Raj, Raj, I know Kobe, Kobe, I know. But could you come over? I want to see you hit a seven iron. And I'm like, bro, like, what? Bro, he, he wanted me to come over to his simulator, like he was doing me some favor and let me hit extra balls and some shit. Come over to my sim and hit the seven. Let me see you hit the seven. Let me see what's going on with the seven. So then we finish the match, bro. The, the five iron is closed at this point. And I look at the dude that's working there like, bro, please get this dude away from us. He come over to me. He like, yo, bro, come on. Let's just play one hole for some money. You know, da, 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 da. And then the dude was like, hey, Rod, if you want to stay, you can. I'm like, bro, I should kick you in the <laughs> He's like, if you guys want to play a hole, I'll let you play a hole. I'll set it up. Bro, the dude played a hole with the dude. I'm trying to walk out to my car. Like, I got my stuff together, ran out, tried to throw my clothes in the car. He come drunk, stumbling out. Raj, man, you, you, you got to give me a ride home, man. You got to give me. I stay right down the street, blah, 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 blah. Oh, shit. Bro, gave this dude a ride home. No, he did? Bro, because I was like, yo, I'm so early in the influence. You had to, yeah. You felt obligated. Like, damn. I, he also could have kidnapped you and murdered you. No, he's a real little guy. A real little guy. <laughs> real little guy. I'm like, all right, that's the only that's the only reason I'm okay with this because you're the size of my cat. But he could have gave me COVID, you know what I mean? Then I would have had to take the early vaccine and shit, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, but anyways, if y'all down to go to five iron though, we could definitely set that yeah, up. Yeah, for sure, man. After uh, after the holidays. Let's do it. Yep. All right, man. All right, boys. Appreciate it. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. I'm gonna be Thanks, up man. Five in the morning working. If you guys need anything, let me know. Right, I'll bring right. my putter over. We don't, we don't need anything. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I just need you to not get yourself again. And yeah. If you do do it, please get it on camera. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, fellas. All right, See you guys. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for this episode of the Breakfast Balls Podcast. If you like what you heard and like learning from our mistakes, please subscribe. Also, if you're on Instagram, please follow us at breakfastballs.podcast. Panda! Listen! Understand me. Black X6. Panda. What you see? Panda. 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 Pan